Hi there, um, my name is Steve and I have something to say. I was abused as a child um, by my maternal grandfather. Um, this was a place that I should have been safe, I should have been secure and protected. Um, however, this couldn't have been further from the truth. My abuse started when I was approximately six years old and um, it began with just simple contact offences, um, just touching but then kind of moved on to penetration and also um, involved kind of my granddad touching me and also making me do things to him as well. And this very, very quickly became normalised behaviour. Um, in my eyes, um, it happened every time that I went to stay there. And um, I didn't know that there was anything wrong with it. said so I was only six years old. But it escalated and it, and it moved on and it continued. Um, life as a child was not the greatest um, because of the abuse. And I remember that there were times when my mum would speak to my granddad and he would ask her whether I would like to go and stop there. And my mum would just say yes without thinking. Therefore, what I ended up doing was making up excuses that I was going to go and stay with friends or go and play out or had something different or, you know, some, some other plans and but I would just end up walking the streets um, and one of my main vivid memories as a child was the just around the corner from where we lived and where I grew up there was a, a home for the elderly and at the side of the home there was a set of steps that went down to a boiler room and next to the door to the boiler room there was an, an air vent that came out uh, which used to blow warm air out um, from from the boiler I should imagine and I can remember during the winter months that I used to go down those steps and just sit next to the air vent um, just to get the warmth from it so that I didn't get too cold because I couldn't return home I knew what was there waiting for me when I got back so I would sit at the bottom of these steps and just just try and keep warm for however long I was out of the house um, my younger brother asked on many many occasions whether he could stay at my granddad's and why he wasn't allowed to and i remember being quite stern with him and just telling him that it was my time it was my special thing and that he wasn't allowed to um which upset him and but what i couldn't tell him that this was my way of making sure that what was happening to me once i learned that it was wrong and that it shouldn't be happening um, what was happening to me shouldn't happen to my younger brother so it was my way of protecting him um, looking back on it now and um, yeah that's sort of how it continued for a few years um, uh, countless times I honestly cannot remember um, when I was approximately 11 years old I do remember that I wrote a note to my mum telling her what was happening and um, I put the note into her 
jewelry box that she used. Um, I seem to remember her using it every day. And I put this note inside of it and it's, it's after about three days of, of nothing being said, which surprised me, I chickened out, if you will, and I went and took the note back. It was still there. So to this day, really, I, I don't know whether my mum saw the note or whether she um, didn't see it, whether if she had have seen it, maybe she didn't feel strong enough to to do anything about it. I honestly don't know. And unfortunately, this has affected me in adult life because where I was close to my mum growing up, as, as an adult, I've drifted further and further apart from her. Um, and that's the only thing that I can put it down to, is the unknowing. Um, and I can never ask her about this because she's had so many um, mental health issues over the years, um, which stemmed from the death of my granddad. And I, I couldn't, couldn't ask her, couldn't risk telling her what had gone on because I fear that it'll push her over the edge. Um, and I don't want to be responsible for that. So um, I just have to, I suppose, live with the fact that my mum and me are never going to be close, um, which is quite a hard thing to... To grasp. Um, the last incident, the last time that I was abused, I was approximately 14 years old and I remember that I'd gone to my granddad's one night and um, it was about 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock and in order to avoid something happening, my grand, I, basically when my granddad asked me whether I was coming to bed, I made up an excuse saying that I was really interested in a programme I was watching and um, he started shouting and swearing at me and got really, really abusive and basically said that if I wasn't going to go to bed, I might as well leave and go. So he kicked me out. And I walked the streets um, until about nine o'clock the following morning because I couldn't go home because then questions would have been asked as to why I'd gone back. So I walked the streets and then returned home at a time that I would have normally gone back. Um, Thus, things were as they would normally have been. No questions were asked. Um, and after that time, whenever my mum would ask me if I wanted to stay at my granddad's, I would just make up an excuse that I was out with friends or had homework or an assignment to do, something like that, um, to make sure that I didn't go there again. And that was when the abuse had, um, had ended. That was the last time. Um... As I got a little bit older, sort of late teens, my mum would cook Sunday lunch for my granddad um, as he got older and um, she would ask me or my younger brother to go and take the food to him and not having an excuse to not do it, I had to do it on regular occasions, which was very hard. It was quite hard because I put myself back in that position, uh, vulnerable position where I'd fought so hard to get away from. And um, yeah, that was difficult to deal with. Um, jumping forward to sort of adult life, really, I joined the army at the age of 21 and I became a military police officer. And within my career, I managed to get a job in the child protection team. So interviewing vulnerable children who had been abused um, and um, getting their evidence so that their perpetrators, their abusers could get 
taken through the judicial system. And that's always been a passion of mine um, to try and do that so that I could stop other children having to go through what I've gone through um, as a child. And it's always been a massive passion to, to try and do that type of work. Um, I spent 10 years doing it. And um, when I left the army in 2020, I then got a job as a civilian child abuse investigator. Um, working for my local police force. Um, so I now work for those as, as a child abuse investigator, so continuing the work that I've always loved um, in order to stop a child having to go through what I went through. Um, the What I would, or what I have never done, I suppose, and... Um, working for the police it's given me an insight knowledge into how these investigations work um and i've i've never spoken to the police i've never um never got them involved never told the police what happened to me and i never will i suppose because to me in my eyes that will make me just a statistic my granddad died many many years ago and um, nothing I do now by telling the police will change that. It, it, it won't bring any justice. Um, so I won't do that. I won't tell the police. Um, that's my decision to make. Maybe if I'd have found the courage as a younger person, then I might have done that. But when I was young, I didn't have that courage. Um, it's only as I've got older and got into the work of child protection it's enabled me to speak out. Um, and what I've learned to do as part of that speaking out is turn my negative experiences into positive experiences. Um, and by helping not just children who have been abused, but also adults who were abused in childhood. Um, I do a lot of voluntary work with, with adults who have been abused, um, kind of mentorship work. So turning that negative side of, of being a victim um, and making that sort of mental change to becoming a survivor. So now I see myself as a survivor. Um, and therefore I'm able to do all that I can to, to help others. Um, I, although I've changed into a survivor, I do have flashbacks. I have had flashbacks and they range from anything really. Um, walking past one of the events that I used to sit huddled up to as a child to even having nightmares, um, I'll wake up at two o'clock in the morning and I would have had a, a nightmare that as an adult, um, the abuse was still happening, my granddad was still alive and I was still being abused. And that really upsets me because um, they're so vivid. And I wake up and I cry um, and then it takes me a good couple of hours to get back to sleep. And then in the morning, I'll tell my wife what's, what's happened and she'll tell me off for, for not waking her up. Um, but it's it's pointless to us being awake, so I, I just deal with it by myself. Um, I just mentioned my wife, and she is by far my biggest supporter in this. She knows everything that's happened. Um, I've been quite open with her and told her everything. Um, and she understands when I've had a bad day. Um, for instance, I once interviewed a 15-year-old girl who'd gone through similar things to what I had. And after the interview, I came home. My wife could see in my face that it had been a, 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 a bad interview 
um, a detailed interview and she just said, well, she basically just gave me a hug, gave me a bottle of beer and um, that was it really. I told her what had happened and nothing further was said, but I know she's there for me um, as, as she always has been. So that's sort of my main support is my wife as, as somebody to talk to. Um, although my wife knows and members of my family know, I know that I could never tell my mum. Like I said, it would tear her apart. So I think my the, the wider members of my family who know what I've gone through, and they all pretty much understand never to mention anything. And, um, and that really is my story. Um, the abuse ended a long time ago, and I'm in a better place, but still, still have bad days. I suppose we all do. Um, anyway, thank you very much for listening. If you are in a position where you are being abused or you have been abused, please try and find the courage, try and speak out, try and get that help. Because there are people out there who want to help, who want to listen, who want to make things better for you. Um, so get that voice, you've got something to say and let your voice be heard. There are people out there, so please try and find that courage. You're not alone. Anyway, thank you very much, and um, I'll sign off now, so um, stay safe, and thank you.